Welcome to Charity Talks. I'm Brooke Donefsky, and today I spoke with Kelly Dolan, the CEO and president of Ronald McDonald House Charities. As you'll hear, RMHC's mission is to create, find, and support programs that directly improve the health and well-being of children and their families. Most people know of its Ronald McDonald Houses, which, among other things, provide housing for parents when their child is being treated in a hospital. But RMHC does so much more than that, including through its mobile care programs, which bring medical, dental, and health care resources to underserved communities, and its learning centers, which teach children basic skills from fun and engaging activities. I think you'll be surprised and inspired by all the great work that RMHC is doing. Today I'm speaking with Kelly Dolan, the president and CEO of Ronald McDonald House Charities. Kelly, thank you for speaking with me today. So glad to be with you. So to start, can you tell us about yourself, your background, and how you came to Ronald McDonald House Charities? Sure. So my uh, background is primarily all in the nonprofit sector, I'm happy to say. Uh, I actually started my career um, with Leo Burnett, a major advertising agency in Chicago. I don't want to tell you this, but in the the mid-80s already. But anyway, I uh, relocated to Atlanta, Georgia for personal reasons and was working with an agency there and got recruited to work for the children's health care system in Atlanta. And I can tell you that once I started working in a nonprofit environment, I decided that it was quite amazing to be able to dedicate your life and your work to helping others in a very direct way. Uh, so from there, I just never looked back. And um, I've, I've worked in uh, other major voluntary global health organizations. I was with the Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer Foundation, Leukemia Lymphoma Society, and also worked on smaller community nonprofits. I was the executive director of the Atlanta Women's Foundation. So all of that work, and especially the work in the healthcare sector and the work in pediatrics, um, has brought me to Ronald McDonald House Charities, I'm glad to say, and uh, ultimately into this role that I'm honored uh, to serve in. That's great. And can you share what is RMHC's mission? Sure. So Ronald McDonald House Charities' mission is to create, find, and support programs that directly improve the health and well-being of children and their families. So many people, when they hear of Ronald McDonald House Charities, they think of the Ronald McDonald Houses, um, but we actually are a much bigger uh, and broader charity than that. Um, we're delighted that people recognize the name so quickly and they think about a local house because we are very grassroots driven and community driven. Uh, but we actually are in 62 countries and regions around the world. In addition to the houses, we have um, other programs, our family room programs, our Ronald McDonald Care Mobile programs and hundreds of local programs um, that we have as a result of the work that we do, again, locally in each community. Yeah, and you just touched upon them a bit, but can you elaborate more on what the three core programs are and really how they work? Sure, happy to do that. So the Ronald McDonald Houses 
are extraordinary. Um, they vary in size um, all over the United States and all over the world. Uh, the primary focus of the Ronald McDonald houses is to provide a haven. Uh, it is to provide a, a space for families um, whose children are going through probably the most difficult times of their lives, uh, who are severely ill or injured. The houses uh, certainly provide a, a place for people to sleep, but we also um, have very almost always three meals a day that are provided uh, for the families. They have laundry services, um, but we also have um, innovative programs for families. The idea is for them to feel uh, most at home. Uh, it is a home away from home for them. We have, um, of course, playrooms for children. Uh, we have education programs that are available. Uh, these are incredibly volunteer-driven uh, programs. We have people that come in and do story time reading. We have art projects. Um, we have gardens in many of our houses. Um, everything that you can think of that could provide uh, comfort and home uh, for a family going through this type of crisis is provided uh, through the houses. So that is a, a primary uh, area for us. Uh, last year, we saved families $443 million in housing and lodging and, and food. So uh, we're very proud of that and we're very proud of those programs. What's not as well known are the Ronald McDonald House family rooms. And we have those again all over the world. And those are actually in hospital programs. So those are uh, areas in a hospital where families can step away if only for a few minutes uh, from their child's bedside um, from to have meetings with, with doctors and their care teams, to have just a moment of respite. Uh, there's always food provided um, in those locations. Some are quite extensive and we even have sleeping pots where uh, families can rest, they can take a nap, or sometimes we do have uh, overnight ability um, to serve families in those, those family rooms. But for the most part, there are areas that, where the family can just take a moment away from all of the beeping machines and uh, still be literally steps away uh, from their child, but to have a little bit of a place of quiet and comfort. And then our third program um, is one of my personal passions, which is our Ronald McDonald Care Mobile programs. And we have those again deployed all over the world. So those are mobile units and we work with local care providers, service providers. So they can range everything from dental uh, facilities and, um, and programs and access for children. They can also provide childhood immunizations in areas of the world where access to pediatric health care is limited. Uh, they also, in the U.S., we have um, a number of them that are education programs, especially around healthy nutrition uh, to battle against childhood obesity rates. Uh, so they range in focus and area, um, but they provide needed health care um, in a lot of remote areas around the world where children do not have uh, access to ongoing care. Yeah, and speaking of families, I know you addressed it also before, but I think a lot of people really think of children, which obviously are a huge aspect of what you do, but what is some of the help that RMHC does for these families? 
Well, we want to make sure that we're serving the families as they are needed and what their needs are in local communities. So, for example, we know in some areas where there's uh, high poverty rates, we've recognized that families um, have a difficult time once they actually leave our houses, for example. So we have uh, programs, for example, called House to Home, where we provide care kits for the families that include gas cards, include uh, vouchers for food, but very importantly, um, we connect them to appropriate social services back in their own hometowns so that we know that as they transition out of that um, safe environment where they're very well supported uh, through all of the programs and all of the volunteers and staff in our houses and they then transition to home and they're still have a great burden of, of caring for an ill child or a child in recovery, that we want to make sure that they're able to provide the best nutrition, uh, that they have the best services, that everything that that child will need um, so that the child and the family continue to become well and whole. Uh, so we have all types of programs that are suited, again, uh, to the very specific needs of all of our patients and families. Yeah, and Ronald McDonald House Charities has a huge network of volunteers who support your chapters. So can you discuss what they do and the ways in which your volunteers serve their communities? Yeah, this is uh, this is our brick. This is our secret weapon. We are uh, we are so fortunate to have literally hundreds of thousands of volunteers. And how many organizations can say that? Uh, because our programs are so hands-on and because they're so community-centered, in our pre-COVID level, the last year before COVID, we had 490,000 volunteers worldwide uh, support our programs. And you can imagine um, how much more efficient we are as a charity because of that. So when people donate money to the organization, that money can more directly go to serving the families and the children uh, because we have so many people uh, who want to support and give up their time. And so that is a major workforce that we have um, at our disposal. Uh, last year, even in the pandemic, in the middle of the pandemic, where we had to limit services, and we certainly had to limit the number of volunteers that we were allowing to come into the programs because we were trying to uh, ensure that there wasn't further community spread of COVID-19, we still employed 136,000 volunteers, even in a reduced capacity. Uh, so it's just amazing. You know, they come in and they cook meals. They, we have um, we have people that come in and, and just bake cookies. Uh, we have people, as I mentioned earlier, who do story time. We have retired educators that provide education programs. Anything that you can think of um, that a family might need. We have volunteers that are ready to step in uh, and help them and guide them and support them. And it is really, truly, as I said, our secret weapon and uh, the way that we're able to serve so many families each year. And I think that RMHC's impact is really incredible with 90% of the top children's hospitals around the world being home to at least one RMHC yeah. program. So can mm. you discuss the impact that Ronald McDonald House Charities has each year, because I think it's just so enormous, people would be surprised. Yeah, that's a good point. Again, we love that people think of us as their local Ronald McDonald House. We love everybody's feeling of 
closeness and investment in that. But but really, I don't think people realize um, we serve, you know, over two million people, over two million families a year uh, through our programs worldwide. And um, so we have, again, I'd mentioned 62 countries uh, that we're located in and we continue to expand, you know, even in the challenging years that year and a half or so that we've had with COVID, we still um, opened eight new houses uh, during that time and five new family rooms because the one thing I would say is while we continue to have incredible impact, there is always more need. Um, so we are constantly in a, in a state of trying to meet the, build as much capacity as possible to meet the need. Uh, each year we still have to turn away tens of thousands of families uh, because we don't have space for them. And so our continued drive to grow and be able to meet all the needs of families um, is what gets, is drives all of us, what's, you know, gets us up every day and motivates us because, you know, we don't want any family, we don't want any child uh, to be left behind and not feel supported uh, by not just Ronald McDonald House Charities, but by the community that they live in. Yeah, and speaking again to the idea that Ronald McDonald House Charities is so much more than even the houses. I know in addition to your core programs, you have other programs throughout the world, such as learning centers. So can you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about what these centers are? Yeah, absolutely. The learning centers are a great example of how we um, stay attuned uh, to what the needs are locally. And so um, in the Philippines, for example, we have uh, learning centers that that are built in areas where we have um, partnerships uh, with local departments of health and, and government units. And um, in the Philippines, we have accredited social workers and community volunteers, again, using those volunteers uh, to facilitate lessons and group activities for children to learn basic skills through um, really fun and engaging activities that will, will keep them involved. And to date, we actually have 32 of those learning centers in the Philippines alone. Uh, So it was a need that our chapter in the Philippines saw that wasn't being met uh, for these children. And so we expanded our ability to help them beyond our traditional core programs. Great. And would you like to discuss any particular growth areas that RMHC is planning on focusing in the next few years? Oh, absolutely. Um, We are, um, you know, a key focus for us is to be able to provide access to healthcare for all, for all children. Um, and our programs, our companion programs to be able to do that. So um, as you might imagine, you know, families that have an ill child have to travel great distances quite often, uh, or sometimes it is still relatively local, but they still need to be very close uh, to the hospital. So. It's important for us to make sure that we are giving that child every chance they can get to get the best care possible and that we're removing any barriers uh, that might be in the way of the family being able to get the child most successfully treated, right, to get to the very best care, the specific care that their child needs. So um, major focus is on, again, building that capacity, building out the programs. So that will be a key area for us. So I think it's important for people to understand, we're not just we're not just raising more money to raise more money. We're raising more money so that we build out programs because we continue to have to meet more capacity. And that is, um, that's a, a big driver for us. The other um, area of focus for us is to really have a broader impact 
um, the philanthropic and health community. We want to make sure that we are carrying the message around the importance of access to healthcare, both in those the, both in both of those sectors. So, not only uh, do we want to provide the services that are necessary to have that access, we want to be part of the folks that lead the charge uh, to really educate people and raise awareness um, about the importance of access to healthcare. So we are in those two areas, we wanna really focus on, again, broadening what the offerings that we have, the programs that we are actually providing and the services, but we also wanna take it a step further and really amplify for in the, in the health and nonprofit sectors, the need the, it's, it is, uh, in my mind, it's a human right uh, to, for everybody to have access to health care. And when you think about that with a, a baby or a child, it, to me, it, it, is, it, it provides a whole other level uh, of importance and emphasis. And that is a charge that I am happily going to help lead. Yeah, I think that everyone in, is really excited and really cares more even more so about honestly just helping children because obviously these children are very, they don't deserve anything that's ever happened to them. And so I think that it just shows even more so the importance of what you're doing. We want to make sure that, you know, we, we care for the least of these, right? We want to, we want to make sure that the most vulnerable among us um, are being cared for. Um, And it's to me, if we're not here on this earth to do that, then someone needs to explain to me why we're here. <laughs> exactly. And I just think that, again, it's so cool, all the different things you're doing. And so I'm sure you've had so many experiences of working with these different people from even all around the world. So do you have any specific personal experiences that you can discuss about how RMHC has impacted a child, family, or even community? Absolutely. I mean, I, dozens and dozens. I mean, it's just, it's one of the, it's one of the um, just blessings, frankly, of, of being able to do this work. But I'm, I remember, um, in fact, it was my last um, international trip before um, COVID, you know, stopped most travel. And I was in um, Mexico City and I was in, we have an, uh, a lot of programs in Mexico City, a number of houses there. And um, there was a uh, a little girl um, who was being was going home, and we were there uh, for a meeting. And I got the had the great pleasure of being able to join uh, with the house staff and the volunteers while they did a fun little going away party for her. And and to be there and to see the joy in, in her, not only her eyes, um, but her fam- but to meet her family and to talk with her mother. And, um, she had been there a long time and had gone through a, a long period of treatment. And it was just one of those moments where I was able to just participate in pure joy, participate in seeing the positive, participate in seeing, you know, what our house in Mexico city the level of support that they were able to provide, um, not only her, but her entire family and the gratitude that they had for all of that support, but also the gratitude that our team had uh, for being able to be a part of it. It was just one of those moments in time where you are just so, you can't you can't believe your good fortune, you know, that you were able to be there and be a part of that and witness it. So that that's one that um, stays with me. Uh, we all have long days and we all have off days. And, and I see her face um, on those days and I'm 
you know, it's a neat thing. And then the other is um, more more uh, around the business, um, not so much the not so much the individual, you know, um, experiences, but to be a part of the organization going through COVID, and to see how our system, literally again all over the world, pulled together, and how we stayed cohesive as an organization when in every different area of, of the of the world, they were managing different levels of outbreak of COVID. And for us to, at the center, be providing um, the guidance, working with the World Health Organization, with the CDC, with the esteemed um, physicians that we have on our global board, to be able to provide that guidance that, that was focused on stopping any um, community spread and ensuring that our patients and families remain safe in our programs. To see people coalesce around that and to uh, be understand that they were accepting guidance from us that were that was part of the greater good for the organization, even though in some areas of the world they were maybe not quite as affected at different points by COVID. Eventually everybody was. But early on, as you know, it was very different in different it still is in different areas of the world. So that cohesion, that trust, that function between um, all of us as a global charity um, was extraordinary. Um, and that's something I'll never forget. We were able to pivot uh, during that time period and repurpose 115 of our programs where we were able to provide, especially the family rooms, that we were able to pivot those programs for frontline healthcare workers. We were no longer able to admit families. Um, the hospitals, of course, would not let others come in except just patients. And we, we were able to pivot and turn those into places for healthcare workers to get their own respite when they were working around the clock. We were also able to pivot with some of our Ronald McDonald caramobiles. So in some markets, we were able to provide childhood immunizations and well baby care uh, just outside the hospitals um, with those mobile care units. Uh, because again, uh, families were not coming in the hospital um, at that time and they were limiting anything that was not COVID related in some markets. So, so for our organization to be that nimble and to have that agility to be able to um, turn and be able to expand our, our programs and our services um, in a time of real crisis, in a time of real healthcare crisis. It really is a highlight of my career, no doubt about it. And, and something that I was, I, I was and still am because it's an ongoing situation for us. Uh, very proud of, very, very proud of our teams. Yeah, I think that adaptability is just so important. And I really do believe after hearing some of these stories, a lot of people are going to be interested in getting involved. So how can those who want to help us do so? Well, um, we would we definitely send people to our website, rmhc.org. Um, on the site, it's quite robust. It has um, lots of information about all of our programs. It has a lot of stories about the families that we serve, so people can learn a little bit more about that. But it also has um, a way for you to find a location in your area where you can get involved locally as a volunteer or to support us financially. Uh, so there's a, a it's a wealth of knowledge, uh, excuse me, a wealth of information uh, for people to get more knowledge about our organization. So that would be the best way to do it. Um, and there's all kinds of ways, as I've mentioned, for folks to support us. And lastly, is there anything else that you'd like to add about RMHC or its work or anything, really? 
Well, I I think what I'd like to add is to thank you. Um, I think uh, I think we're the, having this type of uh, exposure and to have for you to be creating and have created a podcast like this that helps raise awareness about the importance of charities, not just RMHC, which of course is my favorite, uh, but all charities and the good work that's being done um, is just fantastic. So I appreciate um, having the opportunity to come on and talk with you and to share our story but also to know that you're sharing the story of so many others doing good work. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. And RMHC is obviously a very worthy cause, so I'm really glad we got the opportunity to speak. Thanks so much. I enjoyed it.